In a world where boredom runs rampant, one podcast and website to bring the tired masses back from the brink of insanity, cannedairpodcast.com. At cannedairpodcast.com, read up on old topics, listen to past episodes, watch movie trailers, read up on the gang, and new movies and video game store. Candarepodcast.com coming this summer, Thursday. You're listening to the Candare Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! everyone and welcome to another episode of canned air a tribute to comics and pop culture i am jeremy collie i'm jack doherty and joining us today we have the gentleman from plb comics and i'm going to let you guys introduce yourself because i feel like when i said your guys' name a few episodes ago i mispronounced them actually you you got somebody got mine right uh oddly enough this is james doofendock yeah got right. i got it i knew i got yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely wasn't me <laughs> i'm impressed i screw it up most days so anyway so this is james i'm I'm Josh Shockley. And I'm Matt Shockley. And we are thrilled to have you guys on here. We're going to be talking with them a little bit later about uh, PLB Comics. And the rest of the episode, we're really just going to be talking about Comic-Con in San Diego. Everything that's uh, been revealed. And I guess there are a few rumors still floating around there, right? A couple of them, yeah. All right. Well, let's get right to it. Start with recaps. Recaps! All right. You guys uh, Doctor Strange fans at all? I I am. I'm a big Doctor Strange fan, Okay, so did you hear Joaquin Phoenix is going to be portraying him? I did, I did. I I don't know if I'm real happy with that casting choice either. <laughs> but, but it is. I, I got. I got to say, is he gonna rap? Is he? Yeah. What you got? Um, he's a very skilled surgeon. Maybe he can fix his own hair lip. Uh, but um, <laughs> hopefully you'll grow a mustache to cover that up. Well, that must be true. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's definitely going on. No, I, I actually like that choice better than Jared Leto. Not. A lot better, <laughs> but it, we're moving in the right direction. I feel like. No, I I agree with you. I'd it's rather in, yeah. see Joaquin Phoenix than Jared Leto. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got enough fucking publicity. You would know? <laughs> have to cut his hair. That probably hurt his feelings. And, yeah. Wa- and Joaquin may be nuts in real life, but he's actually a pretty good actor. He's a good actor. I mean, I think when the chips are down, he'll be able to pull it off. Yeah. Uh, later, yeah. I, I don't know about it. I mean, he's definitely got like the you know, dark eyes. Yeah, yeah. And his facial structure is right, and yeah. he's a little older, which is good. They gotta get yep. done that facial hair, though. Well, Jared's actually pretty old. He just doesn't look like it. Well, Jared <laughs> looks like he's, you know, he's like 12 still. So yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, he really mm-hmm. does. Gravitas. No, I definitely have to agree with you that he's got some uh, really good movies, and he is a good actor. It was just what was that called? That documentary? I don't even remember. Uh, Oh, I'm still here, and it was shot by like uh, Affleck Jr. uh, I think. Oh, Casey Casey Affleck. Affleck. Yeah, Yeah, followed him because they're like brother-in-laws in in real life or something. Right. Right. Yeah. I was watching that expecting it to be somewhat good. It was fucking awful. I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I heard about the rapping, I stopped. I, I, well, I didn't even watch it. I was like, nope. I, I well, read the he... description and went, nah, you know what? I don't really need that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, then afterwards, everyone's like, you know, you're fucking nuts, Joaquin. And he's like, oh, it was just an act. But yeah. 
I don't know. I think you're nuts. <laughs> yeah. Why do you ever think that's a good idea? I don't. He's, I don't know. He's rich. That that means he's not nuts. He's eccentric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine line. Yeah. It's, oh, the fine line runs at about four mil, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we'll see what happens with it. Uh, again, I'm I'm not a huge Doctor Strange. Fan, not not. To say, I guess I'm. Not, it's not that I'm not a fan. I just, just haven't really ever followed him, right? Unless he pops in on these other stories, like Original Sin or something. Yeah. But, well, I, I think it's gonna, and, and this has always been the case. It's gonna be a tough movie to make. You know, it's it's really hard to do Doctor Strange without making it a big fucking CGI nightmare. Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, and you get a doctor to look at that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you got there. Oh, um, <laughs> Al Jordan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but either way, I, I think that's going to be tough to do. So, well, I, I'm kind of reserving judgment on it. I, I don't I don't have great high hopes, but I, I try not to have great high hopes for anything anymore when it comes out, just so I can go in and enjoy it. You know, right. not just have be hating as soon as I walk through the door. I really try to do that. Exactly, you enjoy the movie more. It seems like uh, Marvel's pushing the envelope more with what they can get away with in each movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they first started putting out the Marvel movies, you know, you'd, you would say, uh, you know, I'd love to see the Sentinels up on the big screen, but that'll never happen. Well, you know, they keep getting more in-depth with all this stuff, and now we've seen it. So yeah. I never thought I'd see that. So, nah. you know, it's hard telling how uh, into the universe they'll actually get and how true to the comics they'll stay, but we all know yeah, how true. true they've been thus far. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen the 70s Doctor Strange pilot? No, no, never heard of it. They did a, because of the success of The Incredible Hulk, they tried a couple of things. They tried Doctor Strange. It's actually, for being a 70s TV pilot, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. However, Doctor Strange does look like a 70s porn star. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, the mom from Arrested Development. The the grandmother. That's uh, actually Archer's mom? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's she's Morgan Le Fay. Mm. In this what? thing, if you can find a copy of this, watch it. It's it's worth it to watch once. Is it not on YouTube? You could probably find it on YouTube. Time to start digging. Oh yeah, I'm gonna de- definitely find that. <laughs> Maybe find some audio to clip on the end of this episode. <laughs> That'd be funny. All right, anything else on Doctor Strange? No, I think we're uh, I think we're clear on Doctor. He's got a Doctor Strange costume, actually. I do. Yeah. Do you really? My my beautiful wife makes really really nice costumes for me every year. Uh, That's sweet. She handmade me the first one she did for me. She handmade me a Thor Reborn. Um, no sewing machine, hand sewed the whole thing. I did all the hardware. She did all the software, and uh, it is gorgeous. Uh, the oh. Doctor Strange people are like, "Who professionally made that for you?" And I'm like, "Well, my wife professionally made that for me." <laughs> <laughs> and I have a pretty, uh, pretty killer Green Arrow too. How long does it take to make those things? Hours upon hours upon hours. It, it depends. The, the Green Arrow was the, the shortest one. I think the Thor was definitely the longest one. I mean, that was that was days and days and days. I mean, she started on that like two months before Halloween. That'd be fucking sweet. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're pretty awesome. I if, always think I want to cosplay, but I, I don't know. When it gets down to it, I'm just like, uh, I don't I feel know. like an idiot when I get there. Oh, but no. Then you get there, and there's so many people that are yeah. doing it so well, and you're like, man, why didn't I do it? Well, I, I got to tell you, I never actually get to wear anything at events. Very rarely. Every now and again, I'll wear it. But um, because I'm working, you know, oh, I, need, yeah. I need pockets. I need to be able to put the freaking hammer down for five minutes so I can talk to somebody. <laughs> you know, um, and you don't need to explain why Doctor Strange is selling Gideon and Sebastian. Right. <laughs> that, that's the other thing, too. If I was going to cosplay anything, it would be, you know, the fall or Gideon and Sebastian. We do have a fall costume. It's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, actually, if you go to our YouTube channel, there's a... We did a 
goof comedy video when we were making a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, Gideon and Sebastian won. I guess we were working on that, and we all got a little drunker than we should have been, and uh, decided to make a video. <laughs> oh wow, I want to see this. Yeah. You got to watch it. It's uh, I can't even explain it. It's so uh, it really is the citizen. Cain of our time. Yeah. I <laughs> Your bull's going to dress that up. Oh Your bull is going to come out of that uh, in retirement that the people cast him into. And, uh, somebody was doing a Kickstarter to like make you bull stop doing movies or some shit like that. Or something. I, it was ridiculous. I saw it last year sometime. Holy is it better to watch that, uh, to read the fall before we watch the video? Uh, no, well, you don't have to. You don't have to. No, okay. so we're not giving anything away. No, 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 no. I'm definitely going to look that up, too. <laughs> Man, got a lot of stuff to watch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's jump into Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman outfit, because that's something that was also released. What did you guys think of that? Well, I the, the, the shape and form I didn't think was bad. Yeah, overall, oh, not look, at all. It's really yeah. good. I like that they went with an armory type of badass look and, and yeah. everything. Um, uh, however, you know, stop desaturating everything. I'd like to see a little color. <laughs> um, some reds, some blues, some yeah, gold. Yeah. Yeah. Give me some give me some color. I mean, she really does look like Xena with a W on her chest. Um, yeah. Really and truly. And it's a shame because, again, the shape, the form of the thing looks good. Um, the, the, the heels are... A no-go. Yeah, I don't like heels. <laughs> you guys remember the pilot for Wonder Woman that was supposed to be coming out a couple years ago? Yeah, I have that on DVD, too. I, oh, you really, really got to see it? I Yeah, I collect all these weird... I have the Power Pack pilot, Saturday morning pilot from the 90s. Like, I collect all these weird, never-released... Oh, man. pilots and stuff from comic book movies. I have the oh. collection absolute <laughs> We could be really good friends. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it it does look a lot like Xena. And the more you guys say that, the more I think about it, I'm like, damn, yeah. that is a straight Xena rip. Yeah. And even her lasso hanging on her belt looks like uh, Xena's that ring. Disc, yeah. Or yeah. thing she used to throw. The killer frisbee or whatever uh, that thing was. I was happy to see she had a sword, though. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sword was cool. Sword's cool, you know. I don't, um, know, I don't know if they cool. just stick her with just the lasso or... or no, you have no. to do the sword. I mean, the lasso, I understand how that would translate super hokey to movies. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I like that she looks like a warrior. Um, my biggest problem is, you know, when you have all these heroes and they are all dark and they all look dark, it kind of takes the focus away from Batman being dark because Batman is supposed to look like that. Superman and right. Superman, yeah. not so much, really, you know? Especially yeah. not Superman. He's supposed to be this light and very bright and very friendly looking cat not this sort of like he looks like batman with no mask you know yeah pretty much his outfit was a big letdown i thought i mean i don't know what it is about not having the red underwear yeah I mean, it's, that was <laughs> it needs it, it yeah, yeah it just looks fucking weird without it i don't it's, i don't get it blue. it just it's he too gets, much blue it, it there, there's a reason why he had red underwear i mean there's it a reason broke it up. it's right. visual Yep. There's a reason they did costumes the way they did when way back in the day when the early guys were designing these things. And it's true. It break it breaks up the lines. Otherwise it looks like a huge one color unitard. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it looked like, like a uh, onesie that you'd wear when you were a kid with the butt flaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And feet. I don't know. I thought she looked pretty good. But like you guys said, it definitely needs uh, more color. We were saying maybe it's just the poster. I mean, maybe in the actual footage her costume's brighter. It's hard. They may have like stuck some weird filter on that poster just to make it look dark and gritty who knows i mean that's well, true the the apocalypse filter is definitely happening in the background yeah yeah who knows I, I just i hope they break it up a little a little contrast in there would be nice she definitely fits the part better than when you first found out that's who was going to be wonder woman i think oh yeah for sure I was well, like, she's way too fucking small to be Wonder uh, yeah. Woman. yeah 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 
I, I honestly think she 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 could have been a little dense, even denser than what she is. Now. Me too. Yeah, um, I'd give her another bad. twenty pounds. Actually. Yeah, I, I would too. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's like five two or something, right? Well, they'll shoot her so she looks. Tall. I, I think she's kind of tall. Yeah, like they like do with Tom heavy. Cruise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've been making him look Stand like a normal sized man for years. Stand on this box. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cruise, do you need another phone book? Um, Mr. Oh. Cruise, can we get another copy of Dianetics under Mr. Cruise, please? <laughs> 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 we can joke about this because we're all lumbering giants over here. <laughs> oh shit, this is fun. <laughs> all right, anything else on Gal Gadot? Uh, no, I think I think she's probably going to do all right. Yeah, she's all right. I'm reserving judgment. I think Affleck's going to kill it. Uh, that's really the only hope I have for the movie in general, though. The rest of it, yeah. <laughs> the more we see of it. The better I think he's gonna yeah. do. Yeah, he definitely got the chin down. Not that it has anything to do with his acting ability. But, uh. <laughs> well, I, I don't think Affleck's the worst actor in the world. I think he's taken some bad roles, um, right? And I think he's been in some horrible movies, but they weren't necessarily his fault. Yeah, you know, that's true, it, right. it, it's, it was the bomb in Phantoms. He, he was. was the bomb in Phantoms. <laughs> Affleck, you the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Right. right. <laughs> oh man, I I just prefer. Uh, lesser-known actors, I guess, for roles like this. But it seemed to work better because you didn't have the expectations from their other movies. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's like seeing Angelina Jolie in something. You don't see her character. It's like, oh, it's fucking Angelina Jolie up there, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But that's, that's I think true. he'll do good, especially after seeing the uh, trailer that was released at Comic-Con, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Okay, yeah, I was going to say. You guys have seen it? Uh, nah. They, they have seen yeah. stills. They keep ripping it down before these guys can get to it. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, I saw it last night. The stills uh, are pretty much the video. I mean, the video uh, doesn't yeah. give a lot away, but mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely awesome to see. Yeah, it's it's definitely cool. I, I like. Uh, can we talk about it now, or are we are we saving that? Uh, I don't care. We can talk yeah. about it whenever. <laughs> okay. Well, I you know it was cool. It, it, you're right. It doesn't really give you much. Um, it's you know it's not like oh spoilers. And I explained it to them, and they're like, oh that's all it is. I was like, yes. Right. I, I do like the the Frank Miller armor. You know. Oh hell yeah. I think that's cool. And the uh, bat signal. Yep, and the, and the bat signal there. Um, and uh, but again, you know, it's it's raining and Superman looks pissed and just like, <laughs> okay, here we're doing this again. Um, Ronald Reagan sent me to take you down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go bust out loony ass plastic man, and we're gonna. <laughs> I was excited to see the trailer just because, you know, I, I wasn't sure what route they were gonna take with the Batman-Superman fight. I mean, when they let up the Ben Affleck in the Batsuit images, you did kind of see the Frank Miller symbol. But uh, this short trailer, I mean, as brief as it was, definitely confirmed that that's the way they're going to go, and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Josh, go ahead, because Frank Miller is your boy. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'm excited, too. Um, I only hope this, this doesn't mean that they're not going to someday not go ahead and do a complete, you know, Dark Knight Returns live action movie cuz I really would like to see that. I think that would really be badass. I mean, you know, like the the animated movie was was good, but I mean, I'd like to see like a live action cuz I mean, my thought is if they can make Watchmen into a movie, they can really do anything. I mean, come on, you know, it's like And Watchmen was badass. That mm -hmm. was It was an awesome movie. Yeah, there's there's a couple of people who complained about the ending, but but my yeah. response to it is I I thought it was very true to the book, true to the intent. Um, sure. And the changed ending didn't change the story. No. It, you got to the same place, and it made sense, and we were able to cut an hour and a half of crap <laughs> out of I the think movie. if they would have kept the ending and they would have left more <coughs> questions open, like, what the hell is this big space uh, 
squid doing all of a sudden in the middle of the city. Well, can you imagine? Can you imagine that movie with another forty-five minutes of footage of scientists on the island? Yeah, that would not have made for viewing pleasure. Let me just say, <laughs> true, it would have been just. So I, I thought it was a good choice. I, I thought that yeah. was a great film. That they it looked beautiful. Uh, they got the right actors to do all the roles, and and the story, and intent and spirit of the book I think translated real well. And and that surprised the hell out of me because I had no expectations for that movie. Right. So. Ben Affleck being it, the age he is and what's Superman's real name? Henry Cavill. Clark, yeah. Clark Cavill. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, these guys aren't um, older in age, so you know they're not going to be doing the actual Dark Knight Returns story here. They're just using bits and pieces from it, which yeah. is a downfall. It's probably going to be unlikely they're going to reuse those parts anytime soon in another movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. I got like another 20 years, Josh, and yeah. we're going to reboot. <laughs> 20 I, years? Have you been watching the uh, cycle uh, of movies? Five years. Six, six months. Six <laughs> months. Yeah, how quick did they reboot Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Hulk. The Hulk. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. God. It was sort of a reboot, but not exactly a reboot. It was uh, very vague, you know? It was just more of a second chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's try it again. I gotta redeem myself. All right. This was, that movie was definitely like, well, it was better than the other one, but... Not by a lot. <laughs> you know, it was like, uh, it was okay. You're talking about the uh, Ed Norton one? Yeah, 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 and I like Ed Norton a lot, and I just, it just didn't, it just never well, seemed to take off to me. It just kind of... He wasn't Bruce Banner for me. No, certainly not. But what happened with that movie is he did it thinking that he'd be able to do it any way he wanted, and he originally made it like a two and a half hour long movie, and then the movie producers came in and said, you know, we got to cut this down. It's got to be a summer blockbuster. We need to put a big fight scene at the end. So before the production of that movie was even over, he walked away from it. Hmm. Really? And uh, it was never made the way he had originally intended to do it. So I always kind of feel robbed when I watch that movie. Like, this probably was a lot better before it got fucked with. Well, you could have been a lot worse. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely the case uh, for Daredevil. Have you guys seen the director's cut of that? I don't know I'm if I should stay away from Daredevil anymore. It's 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 like half an hour longer and it has like this whole subplot where they're actually doing like lawyer shit in a courtroom and there's investigative stuff and there's you know there's all types of stuff. Kingpin gets to kill people, bullseye cusses, um you know <laughs> it's like you know but it's the same thing like they they were like oh there's a summer movie we got to I think it came out in like February or something so it wasn't even summer but they're like we got to keep it at 90 minutes and I'm like why? Because people are going to see The Hobbits, which is like 18 hours, and people have no problem sitting through that. But they had exactly. to cut it to 90 minutes for some reason. But the uh, director's cut is worth watching. Um, it doesn't make it a great movie, but it makes it a better movie. I'm a, I'm a big Daredevil fan, so like I was happy that there was another version of that out there to watch. So now sure. I just watch that one. Well, I'm going to have to look into that mm -hmm. if it makes it better. And it's been a while since I've watched it. So. Well, it's been a couple months I was watching it, and the whole battle scene on the uh, teeter-totter yeah I knew you were going there with that <laughs> he's like oh my arm I can't move but then like after Electra dies I'm do all these amazing backflips and all this shit you know? <laughs> yeah I didn't like her anyway no oh, she man. was the wrong choice for that role you know and I'm glad that they got married and had kids because of that movie but for Pete's sake she didn't look anything like Electra no mm -mm. not at all it just was so fucking corny man was, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, what was the guy who did Kingpin he did really well Michael Clark Michael Clark yeah, Duncan yeah R.I.P. Yeah. 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 Michael Clark yep I mean, I mean he was just <laughs> big a big dude. guy he was awesome though 
All right. Anyway, moving along. Have you guys seen the picture of the thing from the new Fantastic Four? No. Is this the movie that... Is it from the movie that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. the new movie coming out. Oh, the one that Kate Mara said, oh, it's not going to be anything like the comic book, so don't you yes. worry. <laughs> yep, exactly. No, I, I haven't. Is it bad? It's actually awesome. Yeah, it's, it's we're much, Google much it. better okay. than the big... We're, we're uh, looking it up right now because we haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, check it out. Pull it up and look at it. it. See what you think. Don't All you it is is just a, like a, a shoulder, shoulder to head bust of him. Okay. But he actually looks like Stone. He's not a big orange blob anymore. <laughs> he's, not a, he's not Michael Chiklis? <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, man. They just can't seem to get the Fantastic Four right. I, this, nah. is, this is a movie I don't have a lot of hopes for. Because every time... This is the first good news I've ever heard from this movie, actually. Yeah. Every time I hear anything, they're like, Yeah, well, we hope you comic fans are lubing it up because we're going to fucking direct <laughs> ass on this movie. <laughs> you know, this was the first thing that made me excited to yeah. kind of see yep. it just because okay if they've got the thing right the other three ought to be a little bit easier to nail in movie movie form it's not yeah. Jessica Alba with blue contacts though yeah. <laughs> thank god yeah that was fucking retarded yeah. why, why put blue contacts in who cares that unnaturally blue contacts though <laughs> right. yeah you know what kills me about those other movies is it's not that necessarily the casting was that bad it's just the story and the directing was so damn bad like Johnny Storm uh, Captain America guy what's his name Chris Evans yeah right. he was really good you yeah. Know? yeah and the other ones weren't they weren't too bad they were okay you know um the guy who played Doom sucked. He was bad. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. The thing about it is, he's not even a terrible actor. That they just wrote that yeah. role so stupid. It was All badly written. The dialogue written. was yeah. awful, and it was like, yeah. oh, who listens to this? <laughs> and they let they they said, hey, you want to direct the sequel? And the guy's like, sure, yeah, I don't care. I'm like, dude, he, the one was terrible. It's like Joel Schumacher. People watch Batman three and said, you know what? That really sucked. Let's let him do the fourth movie too. <laughs> it's like what? That's crazy too, because when Batman uh, Forever came out, is that's when you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. With a that shit was too. big, man. What was that? Like '96? That shit was everywhere. Everyone was talking about it. And then yeah. when the next one came out, well, they were both horrible. But yeah, it just amazes me that it ever got that much press. I mean, it was, I just had to have been from uh, Michael Keaton building the franchise up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Val Kilmer. Oh. You should have stuck to Top Secret, buddy. He <laughs> was good in Top Gun. He's good in Real uh, Genius. I, I'm not a big Great fan of Al Kilmer. I, I like, you know what? I, I like him when he was a kid. I like him when he was yeah. doing, like I said, you know, real well, Top Secret and yeah. Top Secret and all the goofy yeah. 80s movies were fun. And then everything after that, yeah, he probably should have just retired into obscurity where he belonged. Right. And you find it. He, he can't I, I find will say, thing. I did prefer his Batman over George Clooney's. Yeah, you yeah, know, God, and, that's, yeah. and that's the thing. I think Clooney could do it. If it was written, no, I don't. I don't think he. Can. No, really. I, no, not, he does not this well. thing where he talks to his, his his chest the whole time. He's like, "Hi, my name is George Clooney. I'm looking down at my crotch." I, I think that was probably that. And the guy can't hold his head straight when he's talking. He's always yeah. got it cocked to the side, and he blinks constantly. And, yeah, and I like George Clooney, but not as Batman. He's too smiley. <clears throat> he's guy smiley, you know. George Clooney's like, "Hi, I'm charming bastard, but I'm not Batman." <laughs> he's he's too charming. So what else? What else came out at San Diego? What else are we? Did you you guys heard of the uh, big Atari dig, right? No. What's that? 
it was that where was that in like New Mexico? The, oh, uh, yeah, 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 with sure, ET, sure. yeah, where yeah, they yeah, buried well, the ET. ET yeah. Sure, yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, the reason all that stuff was dug up was because uh, people were making a doc- documentary. Excuse me, and uh, they got permission from the city to dig out there. Well, the documentary that they made is now coming out this fall on uh, Xbox 360 and Xbox One. That's awesome. I actually really want a copy of, of ET that they dug up. I'd frame that up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I've I got g- one, but it's uh, definitely not a dug up one. I would love to have one. Throw it on some kind of base under glass. Yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're talking about uh, when I first read it. When I first read that they were digging it up, they had said that the the city, because the city technically owns it, um, that they were going to sell it. They were going to put it up on like auction, and they figured that each piece that they dug up could probably bring about a hundred bucks. Oh, easily, yeah. probably. Okay. Um, you know, when that first happened, people on eBay were taking their cartridges they already had and like putting them in a, <laughs> putting them in a box that had like dirt all around it, like it was a souvenir or something. I was like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Drop in a puddle, you can make a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to see it though. I am too. You know, that was always that that video game urban myth, man. That everybody was like. You know, oh, something happened, but it probably wasn't that. And when they dug it up and they started pulling cartridges, and it wasn't just ET, there was a bunch of stuff. Because Atari yeah, at the like time... Yeah, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, oh, Space sweet. Invaders. Yeah, oh, it, was, it was tons of stuff. Because at the time, Atari was just dying market share-wise. So right. they, they had warehouses full of crap, and they couldn't sell it. And it was the cheapest way to do it, was just to bury it. <laughs> just um, forget it ever happened. Yeah, it was just the cheapest way to get rid of it. And, and they actually had a problem... <laughs> Um, with kids, like cat varies its shit. <laughs> this is crap. Nobody wants it. Wouldn't um, even worth their time to burn it. Just bury it. No, well, right. you, know, you don't want to release all those hydrocarbons. But, yeah, but um, put it in the ground where the plants come from. That's even better. <laughs> it's what plants create. We can't um, find the thing. Yeah, my fine. phone died trying to find the thing. <laughs> oh, I sent it on Twitter too to you, James. Okay, uh, I'm looking now. Check it out. Is he being played by Jamie Bell? Oh, God. Wait a minute. It's not. Is it the kid from that? Uh, <laughs> the good. dancing movie. The dancing uh, movie, yeah. Billy Elliot. He does look like he's rocks. That looks pretty good, actually. Yeah. Jamie Bell got bucked. Jamie Bell got rocked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like it hurts. That looks like it hurts. Better than orange, I will say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that looks fine. Did you guys ever see the Roger Corman version? Was that the 94 one? Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> You know what's funny? I like that far better than the last two. Oh. Do you really? No, I can't say that. I I can, because at least Doctor Doom is Doctor freaking Doom. That's true. Doctor Doom was a lot truer to the character in that uh, movie there. The thing is what bugged me really bad, because (laughs) his face looked like a gorilla. It was shaped just like a gorilla, and he had these... The lips were, like, uh, moving different from the mouth so he's yeah. always making weird fucking faces like you know, like he's trying to be sensitive but he looks fucking mad <laughs> vice versa it's like i can't read you well be fair i mean it's rock yeah no but... <laughs> <laughs> oh i just like, don't have any tolerance for that was just god awful and like i was watching like labyrinth the other day and I, that was made in like 84 85 and that stuff is amazing and looks real and i'm like right. how yeah. could they do an entire movie where everything is totally fake and looks real, and yet the one thing, <laughs> like the thing, and they just can't. There's like, like a rubber melty face on him or something. It's, yeah. <laughs> Even Mr. Fantastic stretching. Mm. You just oh. see wires oh. holding the arms so, around. Oh, yeah, around no. the, the thing looked like somebody threw up circus peanut. Peanuts yeah. all. Yes, <laughs> like circus peanut thing. The worst part of that movie was at the very end after uh, Sue and Reed get married and the limo's driving away. 
his arm like stretched out the roof of the window <laughs> or like the moon roof waving yeah <laughs> it's so fucking bad yeah. just like a great big like coat hanger arm just <laughs> 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 well they just they had a small budget i mean it was a tv movie i'm sure they probably had to get like uh Mervin Henson to do their puppeteering and stuff. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Can't afford Jim. <laughs> it was actually a real, honest to goodness movie that Corman directed. It wasn't made for made for TV. Uh, like I said, I love all these old, bad, campy superhero things. But uh, no, it was a real, honest to goodness movie. And basically, what happened was it was a license keep movie. I believe it was one of those movies they had to make it so they could keep the you know franchise. Oh, I see. Yeah, it was one of those. So basically, they called up Roger Corman and went, "Hey." You make awful awesome movies. There's a slash in there. Awful awesome. Um, make this movie. Roger Corman went, you paying? <laughs> and they went, well, yeah. And he went, cool. I'll be there in yeah, 15 minutes. Um, and that's pretty much how the movie started. Jimmy was there when this deal went down. He was actually a Hollywood agent at the time, so he knows about this shit. Yeah, that's a, that's a blatant lie. I mm-hmm. have more money than <laughs> You had me for like a split yeah. second. I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know these guys well enough to say yay or nay, but it could be. I was in the I was in the eighth eighth grade. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Oh, God. Here's to awful movies. I love them. Yes, awful yes, movies. Awful movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. I think it was in the rumor mill we had heard Josh Brolin was sp- talked about being cast as Thanos in the Marvel Universe. It has now been confirmed. Man's got yeah. the chin for it. <laughs> <laughs> so much that he was wearing the gauntlet at the panel. Yeah. The Infinity Gauntlet. I, was he? Yeah. They're going to save millions on makeup. Just choke him out a little bit. I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah, he's a good actor. Um, I like yeah, him. He's, I like he's him. all right. He was good in Goonies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Goonies. I think that's all I really know him, man. I don't. Do I know him in any? Is he the brother else? in Goonies? Yeah, he's he was the, the big brother. brother. Yeah, yeah. And and the younger one was the Hobbit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then we had uh, Corey Feldman in there too. Yeah. Who yes. was Donatello in the Ninja Turtle? The Feldman. Yes. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. I think he still does voices for the cartoon now. Maybe. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that's, probably. That's nice to know he's working. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got he's to afford, a, he's got to afford that bad plastic surgery yeah. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, he looks terrible now. Yeah. And when you yeah. saw him on the cover of the DVD for uh, Lost Boys 2 that was like a straight to DVD movie, you okay, had to feel so bad. sorry for him. <laughs> they made like four of them, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Did they the really? The third one's called like Revenge of the Frog Brothers or some shit like that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no thank you alright moving on you had something on Ghostbusters 3 yep it's finally in the works now oh, God. Dan, Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd was on the uh, Today Show on the 21st talking about it and uh, M- Rick Moranis said Ernie Hudson and Aykroyd were all going to be they're all going to be in it but I, I guess uh, Bill Murray's not going to be it surprise surprise well look <clears throat> We've, we've all had this discussion yeah. because if there is ever a comic book company that loves Ghostbusters, it's oh. this one. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen it 500 times. This week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, my sister, for my birthday, which just passed, got me the uh, Ecto-1 set, Lego set. Oh, um, we were just talking about yeah. that episode. Were you? Ago. I, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm putting it together after this interview, actually. Are you really? I, I, yeah, I just got it. Man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so no, we love Ghostbusters, but we and we've talked about this extensively. As anyone who loves Ghostbusters has, 
And and I think we all kind of came to the conclusion that maybe it's such, it's not such a bad thing they're not going to make anymore. Especially now that that Harold Ramis is passed on. I mean, my yeah, God, we just kind of right. But well, even before then, it was even just, before then. Yeah, it's like right. Some things, some things like Die Hard and Rambo and all that stuff and Rocky, all that stuff you can kind of keep going with it. But Ghostbusters, yeah, no, it's you like, can't. You're the only one at this table who thinks that. Oh no, lots of, <laughs> yeah, you know, we've got enough yeah, Rockies. Hey, <laughs> anyway, but not Ghostbusters. It, it it won't work as well. I don't. They should have done it like two or three years after the second one. Yeah, well, absolutely, and I think a lot of the a lot of Ghostbusters just in general fit its time period very well. Right. Um, I think for those of us who grew up watching it, you know, who who were you know alive during that time, uh, we uh, again, it's it's something that touches us real deeply because of that. You know, it's it's we we can quote that movie forever, and it just oh, yeah. not not a day goes by where where someone doesn't scream "mother puss bucket" at somebody. <laughs> um, where do these stairs go? They go up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I don't know how many times I've used that one. So, uh, but anyway, you know, <laughs> that's true. This man has no dick. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, enough of that. We can do that all day. Tell him about the Twinkie. <laughs> you guys need to go back and listen to some of our episodes. I'd say probably around what was it like fifteen between fifteen and twenty. There was a Ghostbuster commercial we had done for ThinkGeek.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh really? What was it? Louis Tolley's party? Louis, yeah, Louis, Louis nice, was at the party, nice. walking around, showing everything in his house, talking about how much it cost. And uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. you got eighty-four pills in this. Yeah, okay. That was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's doggy. Maybe I got a milk boat or something. <laughs> um, oh crap! Dog. So you know it's going to be back in theaters in what August? Is it uh, Memorial Day week? Memorial Day week. Yep. It's going to nice. be back for a 30th Her anniversary. Labor Day week. One field of those. trip. Which, whichever field one's coming up. Trip. Oh, yeah. Field trip. Official PLB field trip. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for it. I but, guess the uh, plot of the movie will focus on the next generation of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, so yeah. they are doing it. Yeah. Well, I, I actually like that better than trying to like get the old band back together idea. Yeah. I do. Because right. yeah. yeah. I just don't think it would work. No. Yeah, introduce, introduce some new characters, some new young guys. You know, have have the older crew in there. You as, know, as the mentors, as the mentors, yeah. cool parts. You know, somebody walks in, says some really cool lines, and you know, and but sure, yeah. I remember back in the uh, height of Men in Black one and two, they were talking about doing a not so much a reboot, but like the next generation. And Will Smith was someone who was cast to be in it. Thank God they didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Will Smith well enough. I do. Oh, I do too, but not but in that role. Not in that. No. It would just bring a whole different element to it. You know, his well, humor is it's not too, Ghostbusters humor. No. And it's, it's, he's too slapsticky. And I think yeah. part of the problem is that they would probably cast, if that were the case, they would have to cast at least one other guy who was slapsticky. <laughs> and that, because I mean, you know, the the politics of movie making. You know what I mean? Like this is this right. is true, um, and it's sad. But right, um, and it would just make for too much. You know, you you had the chemistry was so good between those guys, so good. Oh yeah. And, and uh, Ernie Hudson as a straight man was amazing. Yeah. And you know, uh, Ray being the the kind of bumbling slapsticky but very intelligent guy was was excellent and it just it all worked so well and harold ramus being weird because he is right. <laughs> you know and just 
it just oh, it's so and obviously Bill Harold Murray, Ramis. Being Bill Murray, yeah, to to Harold Ramis, ben freaking Harold genius, Ramis. Another dead yes, um, Harold Ramis. Uh, but yeah, that 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 chemistry is so good, and I and I what I hope they don't do is just try to find a bunch of guys to just play those parts over again. No, yeah, basically trying to play the same parts. I hope not. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't think it'll work. I think when they were talking about having Will Smith do it, that was in somebody's head. That yeah. we're just going to make these parts over again. I can't do that. And no, you can't. No, no you can't. No. can't replace if, these guys. If that would have happened, it just would have been like Will Smith. Yeah, that's what you get. That's what you get. Uh, <laughs> I missed a fuck uh, you for this. <laughs> oh no, you did not shoot that green shit at me. Yes! <laughs> that was really freaking good. And I love Will Smith. That was good. That was good. You've been working on that, I think. But I, I, love I am Will Smith. Smith. That's the secret. Yeah. So that's why he loves Will Smith so much. Too. Hey, I love Will Smith too. He's got a lot of good movies out there. I was a big fan of iRobot. I know a lot of people didn't like it. Oh, I like, love that movie. Well, I'm a big fan of the books too, and even though the movie has nothing to do with them, um, <laughs> Bad never Boys is my favorite Will Smith movie. Love Bad Boys, yeah. love it. Oh yeah, Bad yeah, Boys was good. good. Yeah. I think Independence Day. I think you're, you're... that's what I was just going to say. That that movie has aged severely, though. I, <laughs> yes, it has. I watched it not too long ago, and I could not believe it because when that came out, man, I was in the theater the same day. As soon as it came out on VHS, I watched the shit out of that thing. And it just seemed so new, current, and awesome. And then, like, you know, 10 years later watching, it was like, holy shit. Well, it's more than 10 years, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, 96. Something. Yeah, I think I was almost 20 90. years. So 90, Fuck. It was Maybe it was 94, yeah. So it's been a, it's been a while, yeah. A, a lot of 90s stuff did not age well, I, I gotta no. say. 80s stuff yeah. ages better than 90s It stuff. does. Yeah, it, it does. I'll tell you what aged well from the 90s was Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, well, mm-hmm. the first one. Jurassic. I watched that not too long ago, and the graphics are still fucking amazing. Like that T Rex chase. Yeah. Oh, it's looks great. Real. Must go fast. Yeah. yeah. Must go fast. <laughs> uh, nature finds a way. Nature finds yeah. a way. Yeah. 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 Way. Put your uh, shit uh, uh, on it. So. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh man, he got. Jeff Goldblum is sexy. What are you talking about? Dude, Jeff Goldblum is disturbing. He's a no, pimp. He's not. All girls want him. You ever talk to girls? They want Jeff Goldblum. They do. That is true. Girls want Jeff Goldblum. Well, Earth girls are easy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> I love The Fly, though. My favorite movie of his. Every time I see him, I think of The Fly. That oh, was a yeah, great yeah. movie. Well, it's Cronenberg, so I mean, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a solid, if not disturbingly odd, movie. <laughs> sure. I'm surprised they've never tried to remake that. Not that it needs to be made, remade, but you know, they love to reboot stuff. I don't know if they can do it justice. Technically, it's a remake. It's true. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the original one's Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I had no idea. I didn't yep. know that. Yeah. We're, all, we're all. I feel like pushed. a fucking asshole. <laughs> Just like uh, actually, I am Legend is a, is actually a third time remake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, <laughs> Trump. Hest- I didn't know that. Well, Charlton yeah, Heston uh, and then Mega Vincent Man. Price before Mega that. Man. Yeah. Yep. I need to watch some Vincent Price movies. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Actually, remaking all of his shit. <laughs> um, and for at least for that one, that's like a dollar store DVD because it's out. Of, it's in public domain. No shit. Yeah. yeah. So you can probably download that off the internet somewhere. Uh, yeah. Actually, just look up Internet Archive. They've got all that public domain stuff. Old time radio, old movies, all kinds of stuff. Whatever's in the public domain, they'll, they'll have it. It's just called Internet Archive? Just just Google Internet Archive. I forget what it is. It might actually be internetarchive.org. Mm. But I'm not 100%. Don't, don't quote me on that. 
I'm definitely going to be looking into that. I need some uh, domain, get some old stuff, public domain stuff to like music for the show. Mm, keep yeah. running out of oh, this yeah. royalty. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and they get they get all that old time radio in there too, so you guys could like intro it with the shadow intro. Oh, you know. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. You know, and then. then yeah. Oh man, I like the way. Can I like where you're going with this. <laughs> Make sure Can you some stuff. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, there was a Pacific Rim uh, virtual reality machine at Comic Con too, where you could get inside and pilot one of the mechs from the movie. God, that's awesome! So yeah. cool. That's pretty that's cool. Yeah. Sweet. I like Pacific Rim a lot, actually. Yeah, I liked it too. It was yeah. good. Giant robot. Really? Aha. Okay. <laughs> what they call Jack him? Jaeger has rallied people Jaeger's to his cause. Like the Meister. Yeah, Jaeger Meister. Jeremy didn't like the movie. I hated yeah. it. Why? This the acting was fucking horrible. Oh, it's terrible. You went the, that movie for the acting? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Just the dialogue was awful. Like, we're gonna name? come for the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a little like critiquing the storyline from Poor. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not far off there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not believable characters. Right. It's I'm like, never I never getting back in one of those machines. Killed my brother. You'll never get me back in one of them. Look at that girl. I'm going to go get back in one of them. <laughs> yeah. Half an hour later, he's piloting one. It's yeah. like, come on. Look, dude. Giant monsters, giant robots. Yeah. Done. Uh, the giant monsters thing was... I didn't like that either. Just, oh. yeah, there's a hole in the ocean, and there's, uh, there's <laughs> monsters coming out of it. And You know what, though? Leave. I really liked the, the Monster Design was really good because it was uh, Guillermo del Toro and his mm-hmm. team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which he makes when, beautiful he things. He makes beautiful. But I hate his movies more. Uh, yeah, well, no, they, they, well, they, <laughs> they look great, suck. but I just want to turn the volume Visually, down. though, I love the way that he oh, designs yeah. his creatures and his world. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah. What was uh what was uh, the second big red fist guy? Hellboy. Hellboy. The second Hellboy, Hellboy in the yeah. Golden Army. Oh, that yeah. movie sucks. Visually though, visually fantastic, beautiful. Yes. Oh my and gosh. And he, he did mimic too. That was and his first film. Mimic. Yeah, he mimic. And uh, uh, what was the one with the the Nazi story? Hans Lambert. Even though that movie sucked, oh, visually it was cool. They weren't Nazis. They were well, actually fascist. You, oh, fascist. Right about Pan's okay. Labyrinth. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. We, what didn't you like about Pan's Labyrinth? It sucked. Um, really? You didn't uh, like it? It was depressing. I, I hated that movie. Oh, it was um, depressing as shit, yeah. that's for sure, but I enjoyed it. So did I. It, it was minus the reading, but... It, it was... I, I oh, hate yeah. it for the same reason you hated uh, a Pacific Rim. Um, I thought visually it was stunning. I thought the second a character got on screen, I knew exactly where they stood. Uh, right. Within a sentence. I was like, okay, bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, good. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it was a little bit. <laughs> and it was just like I, I'm like it, it was this to me and everybody hated me for saying this because everybody was like it was the best foreign film of the year no. and I'm like well it was pretty I won't take that away from it it was a beauty colors but I, I find this generally with his films is that I just can't stand the dialogue I can't stand the woodenness of the actors and it's something that seems to be a signature of his um, outside of the Hellboy stuff, but I think no, that's like because Hellboy. you couldn't you couldn't do that in Hellboy. But you know, even all the way back to like movies like Cronus, which is a good film, and Devil's Backbone, and all those movies, they're good movies, but the interaction with characters is always just very grating to me, right? Because it's so wooden, and it's so again, it just you know where everybody stands immediately. Like there, there's no foreshadowing. It's just like oh, here it is. And it's like, right. oh, 
Okay. A little left to the imagination, you mean. You can figure it out pretty early. Right, right. But right. again, beautiful films. Shot beautifully. The the design work is beautiful. The the Giant costume. robots. Giant yeah. robots. Yes. I, I went to Pacific Rim to go see giant robots yeah. kick the giant shit robot. out of giant monsters. <laughs> like, this is what I went there for. Well, my biggest grievance, I think, with the movie, aside from the acting and the dialogue, was when you did get to those parts, it was always raining and always dark, and they were always in the ocean waist deep. Like, come on to land, maybe have a fight during the day so I can see a little bit better what the hell's going on. See, You know what I mean? That would have been a Superman movie, though, where they destroy the city, and, you know, they were, they were trying to keep it in the ocean where nobody was around. Why do these things always flock for the city? Why can't they just wander into the countryside and yeah, get their seriously. ass kicked out there, you yeah. know? Well, they did. Do you remember the fight scene in Smallville? Um, <laughs> that Superman initiated, you know. Oh, let's fight right on Main Street. Come on, guys. Come on. Let's, no, no, we're at the farm. That's that's way too far away from population centers. Come on. This way. You, you know what? The ghost of Pa can't stand on the sidelines like, yeah, maybe you should let him die, Clark. It's okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I don't care, man. I'm dead too. It's not that bad. <laughs> right. I mean, I let you let me die. I mean, I told you to, which was the dumbest. Because um, you know why he the died? Dog, the dog's dead, Clark. <laughs> because Clark said, "You're not my real dad," and then he died. That's why he died. Because whenever somebody says that, that that dad's going to die. That's oh, it. Yeah. I didn't like that in the uh, in the movie when the tornado came and Kevin Costner just stood there and just like stand back, son, and watch me die. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. For like Why? half an hour. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, dude, just run. Like, just, <laughs> just yeah, all kinds of time. Just yeah. roll down the, the little hill. You'd have a better shot. I mean, come on. I gotta make a point. It's important you watch me die, yeah. son. Right. This is gonna change everything for you. Right. That's right. You'll grow up to be totally screwed up and have no regard for life whatsoever. Right. See, look, son, life is cheap. <laughs> Tornadoes come every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move along here. Let's go into, I guess, talk, you want to talk some comics, guys? Yeah, of yeah, course we can do that. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. This is part of the show where we just talk uh, comics, new or old, things that spark our interest. So let's get it going. Who wants to start? Or should I start? Oh, you go ahead and start, and we'll, we'll, we'll try that. Yeah. All righty. Uh, what I got this week, and I've talked about this before, is the Amazing Spider-Man Learning to Crawl series. Have you guys read any of that? No, I, I got to be honest. The, <clears throat> these guys don't really buy anything new. And, uh, <laughs> they don't, and uh, I don't buy anything from the big two. I mean, I've got a ton of subscriptions, but none of them are to the big two. So no, tell me about it. I, I have yeah, no we idea. have no idea what the hell's going on. Okay, well, they just started the Amazing Spider-Man over again, where uh, they came out of the Superior Spider-Man series, which ran for about a year, I think. Wait, wait, where... the big two are renumbering something? No, sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> well, yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man had changed to the Superior Spider-Man, and in the story arc, Otto Octavius put his consciousness inside Peter Parker and lived as Spider-Man for like a year and a half or something. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, remember, I remember hearing that. I mean, I, I'm kind of sort of up to date in that, just because we we talked to enough people to to right. talk us into getting. So enough people got pissed off at that that they decided to reboot it. Well, that's what's weird about it. When the series was running, people were just trashing it. I got in right toward the end, and I fell in love with it. I thought it was fun, because you're seeing a Spider-Man who's not afraid to take someone's life. But um, anyway, when that ended, when Peter got his body back, they started The Amazing Spider-Man again. And a side story that started was The Amazing, excuse me, the amazing Spider-Man Learning to Crawl. 
It's 1.1 through 1.5, and only one... <laughs> 1.3 is out now. Is it like fractions they're doing now? They've been, they've well, been doing, they've been doing that for Have they been doing that for a while? Okay. That's a decimal. Well, what they've... Oh, whatever. That's a decimal. Sorry, Hans. <laughs> <laughs> well, my what my it brother, is... the teacher's correcting me over here. Oh, you're fine. What it is is the original Amazing Fantasies 15. Right. That was done by... Uh, Steve Ditka and Stan yep. Lee, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. This five-part series is a tag-on to the very first issue. You get a much closer in-depth view of what was happening behind the scenes in the universe after that first issue. So you're seeing him, you know, one, get his powers, but then find out how he's going to make money with them. He's still like a cocky teenager right now, just looking to exploit his power. And uh, there's this other kid who kind of knows who he is. He's trying to get popular by uh, fighting him as his own like villain called The Clash. And it's just escalated into being an actual villain. He hates Spider-Man. He wants to take him down now. What I hate about this series, not that it's bad, is that you know they try to match the artwork as close as they can to that original comic. Mm. So Peter Parker is wearing like the sweater vest again. He's got the great big round glasses. People in the background are dressed like in the 60s. Mm. But then they'll reference like Facebook. You'll see see somebody on a cell phone and it just throws the whole effect off. Like it should be totally based. Back then. Yeah, in the 60s. Yeah, either own it or don't. Yeah. Right. The anachronisms don't work. It just... It throws everything. If, if you were doing it straight up, doing it, and and you got somebody to ape uh, Dicko's yeah. style yeah. well enough, and you you really set it back to then, I'd be okay with that. That'd be great. Or yeah. if you just ditched that entirely and just went completely modern and I mean, didn't worry it, about. Wasn't that the whole concept behind the Ultimate series anyway? To kind of well, the Ultimate series isn't in canon universe. I, I know, but just kind of reboot. These older characters for the new generation in a modern telling. Sure, I'm kind of the concept. I'm so glad they, with the exception of Spidey, got rid of that universe because God, that universe is stupid. (laughs) It's like the uh, current 52 in the DC universe. Yeah, that's stupid too. (laughs) Superman needs his underwear. (laughs) Superman's got armor. Why? He's bulletproof for God's sake. Why? This is like, this is like in the eighties when he had the plane. You remember the fucking plane with the arms that came out of it from the superpowers? No. Thing? This is the, he flies. You stupid son of a bitch. Why does he have a plane? <laughs> or he had the uh, the super the super what was it the uh, the walker. And he, he kind of sits in it. It looked like a dinosaur. And he sits in it. It's a chair that walks him around his Fortress of Solitude. It's called the Fortress Walker. It's a toy. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Why does he need that? He can run a mile in like... Right. Yeah. He needs it because the keyword you just said, toy. Toy. Yes. So toy. Yes. Guys, come on. Yeah. All, that's all about... All this that's where you see uh, his ego shine through. Like, I need a fucking throne to sit on that's going to walk my ass around my house, you know? <laughs> I mean, I a used, walking throne. I use toilet paper. Fuck you. <laughs> But, you know, all this stuff we love from the 80s, because this is the stuff we watched when we grew up, you know, superpowers and everything else, and the comics, superpowers, comics are tied in. Um, All this stuff, its entire intention was to sell you toys. Oh, yeah. The only reason they made Thundercats, He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, any any number of these things that we all know and love and that we still love is because they wanted to sell your dad some toys. I have lots Mm -hmm. of Transformers. I I know you do. They they still do it today. I mean, mm -hmm. 
yeah. all the TV shows that they come on, like on the like the cartoons in the morning. Immediately when they go to commercial, it's like here's the action figures for the show you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> but Re- relive these complicated plot lines with your right. <laughs> <laughs> have cool blocks that you don't know where they come from. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I love it though. I eat it up, and I will continue to eat it up. I love cartoons i love getting the toys that accommodate if you guys can see in this room there's fucking toys all over the place i've i've got a i've got a room like that myself it's all toys and comics it's upstairs that we're not in it i don't (laughs) i don't let people in it sure your wife just gave you a dirty look (laughs) i understand if you know you got a lot of valuable stuff i i don't really collect anything valuable it's actually a bunch of shit it's just (laughs) stuff i enjoy Dude, but, it's, um, it's all shit. It all went to shit. The bottom dropped out. <laughs> there was a time when the comic books in that upstairs room could have bought me a mansion. Now, if I burn them for fuel oil, that's probably about what they're worth. Yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah. Well, do you do you think the market will ever come back up on comics? I mean, with the big resurgence of the uh, comic universe being brought to movie screens and just the popularity of comics themselves has really come back. No, I don't think so. I, I think, uh, in all honesty. The market is different now. Um, obviously, the 90s was terrible. Right. And, you know, the whole collector's, speculator's thing was a was a problem. And, and it really killed the value on everything because they overprinted everything and people were buying 15 copies of things bagged with cards and Lexan covers and That's no actual story in it. Um, but... Uh, what we're seeing now, I think, I think a lot of the consumers, what they're doing is they're buying trades um, a lot of people are going digital, which I have mixed feelings about. Um, I like paper, you know, personally. Oh, yeah, yeah that's how yeah. we are. You know, it's just, uh, I, I don't think it's ever gonna, we're ever going to see that again. I, I think that was a, a special, magical, and at the same time, terrible time. Um, and it's just, it's not going to come back, and it's probably for the best. That makes a lot of sense, what you said. I didn't think about it like that, you know, with the popularity coming up you know, they're going to start printing way yeah. way more copies and the more there are the less they're going to be worth you know yeah i'd wow. say even with the signatures everyone's getting signatures so they're not going to be really worth make the price go up anyway yeah well they, they don't they actually bring the value down yeah unless you have a coa i mean you know if, if technically if you go to a convention you get somebody to sign your comic sorry kids you just wrote on the comic right so technically you've just ruined it yeah, it doesn't matter if it's the artist's name yeah. or like your three-year-old brother with a crayon, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, but well, you know what? No one should think about comics this way. I think it's a bad way to think about comics. Their value. You know what their value is? Open up and read them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The story inside. Right. I yeah. hate like CGC grading. I don't agree with it because I think you've completely now destroyed the purpose of that comic book. Right. The purpose of that comic book is so that you can read it, so that you can look at it, so that you can enjoy it. Not so you can keep it in a plastic box and never open it again. How right. sad is that? It's fun to go back through them and read the old stories and see how the characters have evolved and everything, you know? Exactly. And I mean, that's also the difference between like paper and digital. There's a whole tactile thing. There's a whole sure. there's a whole ceremony that happens when you get a new comic, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's being so careful, like while you're opening the pages, mm-hmm. making sure you don't rip or anything or have shit on your hands. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And even though I don't care about value, I still do that because I want to keep them nice because I want to be able to continue to read them. 
Exactly. Uh, pass them on to children. And... I don't think my dogs will want them, but no. Nah. <laughs> you can pass them on to my children. Yeah, it's okay. there you go. Yeah. There you go. A All book right. that is never read is not a book. That's true. Very good. Very yes. good. Well, that's all I have to say about learning to crawl, really. I mean, it, it, it's a good read, but it, I don't know, that whole inconsistency with uh, technology and the time era, I'm not a big fan of. So. I've only got, no, I think 1.2. I don't think I've read one. No, I don't even have 1.3 yet, so you ruined it for me. Uh, not it's it's not bad. Any. The style <laughs> is definitely not, you know, Steve Jetka, but it's close. It is I close, mean, yeah. it, rem, you know, it's reminiscent of it. But it brings you back. Sure. And, and the cool thing about it is, is as an artist, I'm I'm actually intrigued by someone trying to to do a Steve Ditko esque type look. Yeah. Right. Because he had a very specific look. Like yeah. you can look at something and be like, that's Ditko. That is yeah. obviously right. Ditko. Yep. You know. And nobody and, else. And I think someone trying to take that and blend it into a little bit more of a, of a modern book that would be kind of a neat concept i don't know visually i think that would be kind of cool to see so. it, it is neat to see it's, it's great artwork but it but it's not uh it's not a consistent matchup i mean there's just certain panels where you're like wow that looks like it could have really been in the original book and then there's other ones not so much but uh it's definitely interesting to see oh cool. next that. time you're in the comic store just pick it up off the shelf flip through it and put it back oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely well that's what i do anyway yeah <laughs> it's, right, it's uh, one of those things where we just we really don't have much time to read it and it sounds sad but it's true it's it's just you know you get you know we all got full-time jobs and then we're doing this and it's like yeah personally i'm just more interested in like you know the old 70s and 80s iron man than i am the current iron man i don't know yeah, yeah. right well you can see where the story evolved from instead of you know the crappy ultimate universe or whatever that's existing now that's not going to ever really amount to anything you know yeah, yeah. The way they change it to the superior Iron Man now. Yeah, so you better go back and read the classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, I mean, I'm getting a lot of stuff right now, but it's all indie stuff. I'm getting, what am I getting right now? I'm getting Saga, obviously, just like everybody else. Yeah. Because um, it's a great, it's it's a great story. Uh, I'm getting Big Trouble in Little China because it is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. <laughs> um, I love that film, and, and the book's been a lot of fun. It's. I'm glad they took the camp. I'm glad they didn't try to make a serious book out of it. Um, and really, Eric Powell's doing a bang-up job uh, writing with that. And, and actually, I thought the Valiant relaunch was killer. I really liked Valiant in the 90s. It was different. Image was all about what the artwork looked like and all about this style and everything else. And Valiant was the indie company that was all about a storyline. So I'm reading like Harbinger and Archer and Armstrong right now. I'm really enjoying both of those. Um, and I'm getting Matt Wagner's Shadow stuff because the Shadow is one of my favorite characters of all time. Right. Um, and I'm getting actually I'm getting anything that the Living Corpse crew is doing artwork on. So a lot of the cute covers from Dynamite, um, that kind of stuff. Just been picking those up randomly whenever uh, Buzz, Ken, and Blair. Little plug for you guys <laughs> <laughs> from the Living Corpse there are doing anything there. I'm always I'm always cool to go see that. So before we started doing this podcast, I mean, most everything I read was uh, the big two. Yep. But you know, getting to uh, talk to so many artists like yourselves, and you, we have so many uh, independent books sent to us, we get to read so many cool freaking stories, and I. 
very grateful that I, we've been opened up to that because I don't think I would have uh, got into it otherwise. You know? No, I don't think I'd gone to the uh, shelves other than right. the big two shelves. <laughs> There's some uh, hidden gems in yeah, there. Yeah, there are. There really are. There really are. I mean, I love the characters from the big two. We all do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what got us into comics in the first place. Yeah. Right. right. You know, I'm never not going to love Spider-Man. That's never going to happen. Right. However, am I really that interested in what he's doing right this second? No, <laughs> really not. I, I mean, I love the characters. I just, I feel like these days when I pick stuff up, I'm just, what happened to me was I was getting like 15 books a month and I was getting big two stuff and independent stuff. And... I found myself kind of slogging through the big two stuff right. to get to the independent books because that's what I really wanted to read. And finally, I just kind of walked into my comic shop and said, you know what? Cancel everything from Marvel and DC for me. All of it. Get rid of it. Because I, for months, months, a year, two years, I've been reading crap just because I, I felt an obligation to a character. Right. But I wasn't enjoying it. That's how it was with Silver Surfer for me. It's starting to get that way for Magneto. You know, there's a lot of stories to be told out there, and it's not all spandex. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's a trench coat and guns, or... Or vampire slaying. Vampire slaying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. We really enjoyed reading uh, Gideon yeah. and Sebastian, by the way. I don't know if thank you could you. tell. Thank you. Yeah, no, us, thank you. Uh, talking about on the show, but it was a great read. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate but... it. Yeah, we'll have that back from the printers. Actually, I didn't tell you guys yet. Uh, I got the uh, the email. We'll have it tomorrow. Oh, Woo! spectacular. It's coming All to my right. house? It's coming to your house. Awesome. All right, good. Sweet, congrats. Thanks. Thank you, thank you. Jack, what were you going to talk about? Uh, my comic I just picked up that uh, Jamie from Pack Rats, the owner of Pack Rats, the, the local comic book store we go to, was telling me about uh, the bunker from Oni Press. And it's uh, about a bunch of college kids that, for some reason, they decided they wanted to make a, a time capsule and go bury it. And when they went out to bury everything, they ran into a bunker that had all their names on it. They opened the bunker and found all these letters from themselves to themselves saying what they need to do to change the future because they were all the... They were the reason why pretty much an apocalypse basically happened. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm about halfway into the first book. It jumps back and forth between timelines, and there's a lot of a lot of reading because it's a lot of the letters that they wrote themselves. Wow. So it's it's a pretty thick book for the first issue, but... A lot of piecing stuff together. Yeah, yeah, but it's really cool. Mm. Kind of like a Days of Future Past kind of yeah. thing. Like. <laughs> that sounds like a really neat concept. I'm yeah. digging it. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to read it myself. How many issues are out of that? Uh, it's only up on four right now. Oh, really? And it's been out for a little while. I think they're taking their time. So I can easily catch up. Yep. Once I get through the pile of stuff I have back here. <laughs> I got so much shit to read. It's crazy. Special review stuff, too. Oh, I know. I know. Not that I'm complaining. It's, nope. a, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys have any other comics to talk about? Uh, yeah. Us? Us? Um, no. I mean, we, you know, we, we were, I always feel like we were really fortunate to all grow up and experience all of the 80s um there was a lot of great stuff in the 80s and and, yeah, I, and we certainly have read stuff since then but i mean for me personally like the formative stuff i read like you know a lot of frank miller's stuff a lot of you know kevin eastman and peter laird's ninja turtles oh um, my god now you're <laughs> talking my language yeah dude like i both of the both those those cats have had a really big influence on, on me um for my art and storytelling and um I mean, there was a lot of great stuff in the 83. John Byrne, was, uh, his run on X-Men was really good. And uh, 
I, I mean, like when I think about the stuff that I really want to read, it's a lot of 80s stuff. There was some stuff later on, like when Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale were doing uh, the Batman books for a while. Those were all really great. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just a lot of 80s stuff. I mean, um, sure. I don't know. Understandably. I mean, it was great characters, great writing, great artwork, especially come out of that era. And I yeah. think it's still trying to be imitated today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's like right before things started to get kind of gimmicky. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. It's right before the the dark days descended upon us, you know. The hologram cover. <laughs> yeah, the triple hologram, reach out and smack you with a card inside inside a bag cover, you know. It's... Oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got some of those somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got some. Unfortunately, everybody's got <laughs> some. I think everybody has the death of Superman still in the plastic bag. Oh, I do. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've He's... got it, but not in the bag. <laughs> Dude, when I was a kid. Like, and there were a lot of comic shops near me because it was the 90s, so there was a comic shop on every corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, people were selling that book out of the box from Diamond for 40 bucks a pop. Mm. Are you serious? And, and oh, this yeah. just goes to show the ridiculous... What happened? You know what I mean? This, If, if you want just the prime example <laughs> wow. of, of what happened to the market, there it is. Yep. There it is right for you, right in front of you. 40 bucks out of the box. Now it's in quarter bins. Yep. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Well, let's move on. Uh, let's go to our real world heroes. Who we got, Jack? Oh, this week is Vic Stacy. What has Vic Stacy done to deserve a spot on the Wall of Justice? All right, I got to go with a little bit of backstory. Well, not too much backstory, but uh, a crazy guy named Charles Roman Connor wound up um, in an armed standoff with the police because he shot his neighbor's dog and his neighbors because the dogs took a shit on his yard. Uh, ended up in a shootout with him and the cop. Uh, he was hunkered down behind a a, uh, a tree stump. Stacy ended up being around the corner, not too far. He had a good angle on the guy. Stacy was about 165 yards away. Um, if you guys ever shot handguns before, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a pretty good distance to shoot anybody with a handgun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So he ended up uh, aiming up in the air a little bit, took a shot, caught the dude right in the thigh. Good uh, lord. <laughs> yeah. The gunman turned around, started shooting at him because he was so far away. The bullets weren't really coming, hitting him. They were hitting the uh, the gravel on the ground, which was just peppering uh, Vic Stacy's leg. So he, he wasn't really too worried. Um, he told the gunman, he's like, yeah, that was a warning shot. Shot a couple more shots at him. Meanwhile, the cop got a chance to, to hit the gunman and took him out. Really? I, I think the moral of the story here is um, don't let your dog shit in other people's yards. <laughs> <laughs> this could have been you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no word that uh, Vic was a, had any training or anything. I'd probably take it that he wasn't with a handgun. He just kind of got luckier. Wow, that's amazing, though. Yeah. To, wow. to, to be fair, good on him. Person who shoots a dog deserves it. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's crazy. If I shoot my dog, yeah, they're going to yeah, get it. Yeah, they're not going to leave my property. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago did that happen? Uh, that was last summer. Was it really? Yeah. In Texas. Wow. Since then, is going wait. to the Olympics or something? I mean, it's... Wait, <laughs> armed in Texas? <laughs> yeah, surprised. I can't I, believe it. 
shocked. They're I Texans were like Canadians. They're such a blue state. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Hey. So f- for this week, with Vic Stacy's superhuman accuracy shooting guns, he hits. He gets to go on to our uh, wall of justice. Wow. Vic Stacy. There's to you, Vic. My shooting. Vic needs to like join like the CIA or something or <laughs> no shit, man. It's Vic Dead Eye Dick Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> I could shoot the balls off a gnat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Shoot the wings off the fly. Shoot the wings off the fly, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute, I just mixed movies. You mixed movies? Yeah, yeah, you did. (laughs) Mixed movie for us. Yes. All right. um, One other thing to really talk about from Comic-Con was on top of there being a Batman versus Superman trailer, there was also an Avengers 2 trailer, or Mm -hmm. teaser anyway, that was released. Did you guys hear anything about that? I I didn't get to see that one yet. I saw a couple things that came out, but that that I have not been able to chase down yet. We haven't been able to find it either. Same here. I've just uh, have written like description of what was going on, but supposedly the scene starts in Avengers Tower, and you see uh, all the Avengers kind of sitting around drinking, having a good time, and Thor's hammer is on the ground in the middle of all of them, and they're all uh, drinking, taking turns, seeing if they can pick up <laughs> Thor's hammer. Nice. And uh, I guess Captain America, like when he grabs it, just like barely gets it to move, and it kind of raises the eyebrow, but uh, obviously he doesn't pick it up. He's carried it before in the books. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, then in the midst of that, you know, Thor's like, none of you are worthy, worthy to uh, carry my hammer. And out of nowhere, Ultron busts through the wall, says, how could you be worthy? You are all killers. You want to protect the world, but you don't want to change it. There's only one path to peace, your extinction. And then at <laughs> that moment, you see, like, a army of robots, like, flying from the basements uh, of the building they're in, mm-hmm. I guess. And there's just a bunch of quick scenes of, uh, like, Hulkbuster, Iron Man's Hulkbuster outfit, Thor smashing a tank, uh, then quick shots of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. And then they focus on an eight-foot-tall Ultron. I think that's going to be awesome, wow. making him that much bigger yeah. than them. But, um, yeah, then the final scene shows the Avengers defeated and seemingly dead just like laying around then you say you saw or red caps shield was shattered or yeah, something yeah. so yeah that's all that was really let up i'm dying to see it but uh i don't think i'm going to anytime soon uh it'll pop back up just keep checking youtube Pe- yeah. people are download it and then repost it back up that's how i found the batman superman trailers is they had ripped them all down and then a whole new crop of them had shown up so, you know, the wonders of the internet, nothing actually ever dies. So, right. nature finds a way. Yeah, nature finds a way. Nature finds a way. Oh, was there a better version of the Batman Superman trailer that came out? Because the one I saw was like from the back corner of the room on a guy's cell phone. Super grainy. I had to watch it three times to make out anything. Yeah, same here. I, yeah, my, the one I I had the same problem. It, it was it was craptastic, that's for sure. But it, but it got Fear the idea. Nine-gasm. Yeah, yeah, because oh, there's some guy in the oh, background like, oh, oh shit, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not that I, I probably would have acted the same way if I was in the room there, but I think I think they probably paid that guy like fifteen bucks to do that. <laughs> Act excited when they come. We on gotta let the fans at home see something. Make a bunch of noise while we're taping this. <laughs> Actually, it was actually Scott Snyder who made the recording. 
I mean, not Scott, Scott Snyder. Snyder. Zach Snyder. Zach Snyder. Zach Snyder. Scott Snyder's a, a different uh, guy. He's a writer. Um, sorry, Scott. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I had to say about that. Just, uh, I just wanted to describe it and see what you guys thought of it. Are you excited for the movie? I, I am. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I like all of... I really like most of all of Marvel's new stuff, but especially their their Iron Man Avengers stuff is really solid. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really the like Thor stuff. I can't follow really. I try, but I just I don't like the Thor movies. I'm I'm gonna come out in defense of Thor just because you cosplayed that. Well, I like <laughs> no, I, li- I like Thor too. I like um, uh, that's a hard movie to make. It is. It um, is. Yeah. You know, it's really easy to make an Iron Man movie because it's grounded in the reality that we all know. Sure. You have to do a lot of world building with Thor, and I thought for what they had to get across, what they had to impress upon you before you even understood the character in any way, shape, or form, that they didn't do a bad job doing it. No, I thought it um, was pretty good. No, they are not, not at all. They are not my favorite Marvel movies. I will say that. No. But right. I enjoyed them. Um, I didn't think they were poorly done. I, I think that that's a very ambitious and difficult character to sort of get across to the general populace and I thought that they did it. Yeah. So I give them some credit for it. That's all I have to say about Thor. The first one was good. The second one I couldn't like I kept falling asleep through like honestly I couldn't <laughs> stay awake. Um I think what's his name that portrays Hems- Thor in the movies? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Hems- I think he's he does a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Nice. I just a good Thor. The second one, I guess, is the one <laughs> referencing the most. I was not a was a dark world. Yeah, yeah. The second time I tried watching it, it was it was a little little harder to watch. Yeah. Anywho, moving on from that, I guess let's uh, let's move into talking about some PLD comics. I'm excited to talk about this with you guys. Now, you guys have been around for uh, like 27 years, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll let, uh, I'll let uh, Josh do that one. That, that's a little misleading. Um, Matt likes to, uh, <laughs> my, my brother Matt likes to say that because that's, you know, when I was. when I It's was, true. I, I was, you know, I was, was drawing. Seven. Yeah, I was drawing comics. It, it, it makes us sound like really ancient, though, unfortunately. It makes um, us sound cool. Yeah. How old are you guys? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, we, we've been drawing our own little comics since we were seven. Um, we started self-publishing seriously in uh, 2006. Oh, okay. So it's been eight years, I guess. Eight and a half years, something like that. So did you just have like a back catalog of projects you guys had been creating, just nothing to do with them? You decided, okay, we're going to put them out now? Um, well, I, when, uh, well, we, <laughs> we all, like Josh said, we always grew up I and mean, we, were, we were drawing our, our stories and we had all these different ideas. I mean, Josh had this one this one story called Danger Squad, which he made when he was seven. It's literally the oldest story we've had. And it was based off, you know, all of his, he and his friends. And, and uh, you know, but we had all these different ideas, all these ideas. And we we went to college. Uh, Josh and I went to a local, local school, and we both were in the same art program. And it was 2006, and we had graduated from the program and you know we weren't drawing spider-man yet and we didn't know why and we were like oh man it's not cool right and we, we kind of realized that you know the the big two even everybody else they've, they've already got everybody they need you know sure and and, and they sure as crap weren't going to come to us and be like hey man 
we want to make your stories and you know publish them and make them in the movies and lunch boxes so we're like all right well if they're not going to come to us then we're going to make our own stuff so we uh we 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 reached out to the the few contacts we had and then just pulled a whole lot of dumb luck out of the hat and managed to pull together our first issue which was PLB Comics Presents in 2006 and it was a smattering of five different stories that we all had come up with and and kind of helped each other make, but it was all these different things. It was five stories in the book, and it was kind of set as this big experiment to kind of see what our audience, who we hadn't met yet because we didn't know who it was going to be, right. uh, what the readers, if anybody wanted to read it, what they would like really. And we kind of, and we made PLB Comics Presents 1 and 2 and 3, and we kind of used that to figure out, okay, these people, they well, and they kind of like the fall, which kind of became our main storyline, which was a vigilante story. It's pretty, pretty simple. Uh, and we kind of like getting in Sebastian. And then we decided we we're going to start kind of pooling our efforts into just a main couple storylines. And that's kind of the direction we went. So PLB Presents 3 was kind of the last one of that. And then we finally started on the, uh, the solo titles, the fall and getting in Sebastian. So where did the idea for uh, Gideon and Sebastian come from? I mean, are you guys big vampire fans to begin with, or how did this come to be? It was... It is totally not an impressive origin story, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, straight up, I used to... uh, A buddy of mine uh, from college lived with me for a little while after he got kicked out of school, actually, which is... That's a whole other story. Anyway, but uh, he lived with me, and for one Halloween, he dressed up as a... uh, a priest who hunted okay. vampires. <laughs> it's like five, and he was a black guy. So I was like, "Ah, oh, I got this idea!" All of a sudden, but I got him to write it with me because I was like, "You came up with this character." He was like, "It was a Halloween costume, dude." <laughs> I was like, "No, but it's a cool character." And he was like, "I see where you're going with this. This is cool. This is cool." So we kind of took the two concepts and, and split them into the, the 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 Catholic priest who's the vampire hunter and the vampire himself as this kind of um, happy-go-lucky type. Yeah, and this guy. kind of Riggs and Murtaugh lethal weapon type relationship that they had. <laughs> and then kind of steadily started building this uh, kind of universe around the two of them. So Gideon is is the older older priest who has had a really rough life, and he and and there's there's a lot of stuff we haven't quite revealed yet. And one of the big things that I that I was hoping for, and then me and my buddy we were really kind of when we created it, the whole world of Gideon Sebastian is based on coincidence. Like there's, there's so many connections between the characters that we haven't revealed yet that hopefully are going to be like, Holy crap moments when we finally do. Uh, And those are kind of, kind of come out further down the line, but Gideon is, is he's had a hard life and he's been rough and lost his family because of vampires and it kind of haunts him. And basically now the only thing he has that gets him through his day literally is the job. And he happens to get partnered up with Sebastian through this kind of random program that the Vatican is going to put on. They're like, hey, well, why don't we give this a shot type vibe? And they're like, we're going to test it out on you because you're our number one hunter guy. So obviously you can make this work. And he's like, ah, man. (laughs) And Sebastian's like, hey, dude, let's get going. He's like, I hate your guts. Um and the two of them kind of they grow to develop this 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 bond and the friendship and and they're partners so they really need one another but at the same time they just can't stand one another and it kind of provides for really great banter so that's kind of the general gist and story behind all that 
Kind of like a dark, odd couple almost. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, actually. Yeah. Very much a dark, odd couple. If, if, really good banter. If, yeah, oh, yeah. I love banter, too. If, if you ever meet us at conventions, I, I have the you know the 15-second sell line on the books. Do which, it, do it, do it. you do need it. to have. Do it. Gideon and Sebastian is our buddy cop action comedy vampire slayer book with no sparkling, I promise. Boom. People are hooked. Because I'm like, the fall is our vigilante book, so it's like, uh, you know, the Punisher, Batman, that kind of stuff. And then I go down to Gideon and Sebastian, everybody's like, it's what? And then I start to explain, yeah. and they're like, well, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, I think Lethal Weapon with Vampires. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't see it very often. No. And if you do see it, you're not getting uh, dialogue. Like, you're getting uh, that this yeah. book. Yeah. This is one you want to, like, I was looking over my shoulder, like, I hope there's no kids around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, none but of the books are for the it. kids. Well, There's no like, code to it hereby. You guys can do whatever you want. That's what makes it great. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's do it. what we want code. Well, there and you the, go. that's the funny thing. We we do get asked pretty often. You know, would you like to be working for X company? And, and I won't say whatever X company is, but <laughs> one of them's one of their mascots is a rabbit, and the other one's a friggin' mouse. So uh, we're not going to feed any rodents. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, Warner Brothers is the, okay. Never mind. I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I, yeah, I'm getting funny that's looks just, from my cohorts here. I, anyway, Rabbit um, Mouse, <coughs> Bugs Bunny, and freaking Mickey Mouse. Oh, you just said Batman <laughs> and Spider-Man, dude. I mean, yeah, yeah, well, at this point, I could have. But um, people have offered us to work on this. Book? No, oh. no, <laughs> they <laughs> have. First said no. Can I finish the story, <laughs> dude? All right, tell the story. My that's man. why we're poor because he keeps turning down these great offers. I know. Keep turning this stuff. Multi-million-dollar movie offers that I oh, they'll never sell out. Go pack sand. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, you know, because we're not kind of under anybody else's supervision, we can do whatever the hell we want, which is nice, you know? And I think right. that it lets us, sure, it lets us make some mistakes, it's, but it, but it lets us have fun. It lets us do... Well, you have to make the mistakes oh. to, uh, move forward. You know? Oh, yeah. I yeah. almost feel like the mistakes are more fun than, than having hits all the time. I, well, see... And early on, the mistakes were painful. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. You came along at a good time. Yeah, Jim, yeah. Jimmy kind of came along in about 2010, and it became Nine? a smooth... Maybe it's 2009. It became a smoother ride. Yeah. He's, he's very good at the kind of the, the business-savvy type stuff and a lot of the marketing stuff and just a lot of... He's very organized, and me and Matt aren't, which kind of helps, too. So a lot of... A lot of editing started happening in 2009. Where, where there was no real editing before, not really. I I, I know some we, grammar. Yeah, we, we did the best we could, but I mean, it's like yeah, it's yeah. The, the the shtick is this: I I'm not an artist uh, at all. Um, lies. <laughs> no, I do a little coloring. I do a little inking. You know, I, I pitch in where I need to, but I'm not an artist. Right. These guys are artists. What right. I am good at is just kind of getting things moving you know what i mean and, and making sure they're right i'm, I'm a i'm a good middle manager as it turns out you're the you know? get stuff done guy and that's uh, an important person to have yeah, around yes. because Dude, if you don't have someone putting a fire under your ass i know in my case shit wouldn't get done <laughs> yeah and 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 i can see that certainly in 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 our hey. our case that hey. if i wasn't putting the fire under people's ass it get done we um, published hey, i didn't mean to start any shit here <laughs> They weren't any good. They were great books. We <laughs> no, they weren't. Hey, our, our asses are plenty fiery. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny. My ass is on fire. But, um, yeah. Well, you had mentioned you also have uh, another, or excuse me, another title under your label, The Fall. Yes. 
Can you tell us about that? The fall is 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 our shoot 'em up vigilante book, um, and uh, but we do it a little differently, uh, I think, than other vigilante books. You you don't know who he is, and, and quite honestly, neither do we. Um, oh really? Yeah, we we give you nothing as yeah. far as him. Uh, however, we build a world around him, and we build some characters around him, um, and it's almost as if. The fall is not so much a man as a force of nature. Yeah. However, the other characters in the book lend the humanity to the book. Mm. Um, <clears throat> uh, something I like to compare it to uh, is, is Dread, actually. Judge Dread, in those books, if you read those, Judge Dread is not really a guy. Like, he's just not. He's Judge Dread. He's not a guy. <laughs> you know, he's a force of nature. He's Dread. Right. But Anderson is a person. The other judges are people. The criminals are people. And you kind of get your humanity and get your reflection of dread through them. Um, and I think that's that's a lot of how we kind of put him together. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. I'm really excited to read these. Thanks for sending those to us, by the way. I just, oh, of course. With everything we've got to read, I haven't got to them yet. That's fine. Are those ones all uh, little short stories put together, like Gideon and Sebastian? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Are they? Okay. Same way. Sweet. It was beautiful. I loved it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You guys also did uh, some Halloween specials? Yes. Yes. Uh, we did. Uh, We're currently working on the third annual. That's kind of like our annual. Um, we do it every Halloween. This is our third one's coming out. This year, it's going to be a whopping 48 pages. Um, we're going to have it in time for the Baltimore Comic Con, which is the first weekend in Baltimore. Um, in September. September. In September. Sorry. First weekend in Baltimore. Yeah. There, there have been other weekends in Baltimore. Really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> nah. But yeah, and and that's that's sort of the same type thing. It's it's anthology stories, and some of them are uh, just self-contained, and some of them sort of carry over into next year's. But you don't necessarily have to read the year before in order to understand it. Like the John the Swamp Dude stuff kind of carries over, and and Toothy is returning in this year's, and that's sort of carries over but you know you can sort of pick it up as it is too it's sort of a kind of standalone stuff i guess it, it's I'm excited to read them oh it, it's fun we we really like <clears throat> pardon me we really yeah, like fun. the uh the halloween book because it lets us you know we have two titles um two mainline titles right and sometimes we just want to write something else yeah mm-hmm. i mean to be perfectly honest and perfectly fair Sometimes we just want to write something else. Just get. No, I no, that's totally that. understand that. You don't want to burn yeah. yourself out on one story. Yeah. Right. So these little short kind of horror tales or suspense tales, or I, I really like the kind of crooked morality tales. You know, like the old eerie and creepy used to do. That weren't necessarily horror, but they were kind of like karma biting you back real hard kind of kind of stories. Um, and and we just kind of get to have fun and kind of get to blow off some steam and, and put these together. And I think they turn out really well. It's it's funny when, I guess, the second Halloween issue came out, mm. we all looked at it and was like, this is the best book we ever put out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And well, it was if you a- have fun doing it, I mean, it's going to translate into your guys' yeah. work, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, and we have great contributors on these books, too. Mm. I, I can't I can't go any further without mentioning them. Yes, that's true. Yes. Um, you know, we don't do all the artwork. Uh, we don't even do all, all the writing. We, we have other independent artists who come on and, and help us with these books. Um, and that's part of the reason why we like that kind of vignette anthology style is because you can get this range of artwork. Um, and we can give our friends a little spotlight, you know, because we love them to death. And without them, we couldn't be doing what we're doing. So... Um, 
that's always fun for them too. I think the Halloween issue is a favorite for everybody who we work with. They're yeah. always like, what are we doing for the Halloween issue? What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. I'm like, I just put out the last one. Oh, it doesn't matter. Come on, tell me. <laughs> um, and uh, this year we're very excited. Neil Vokes did the cover um, for us. Actually, me and me and Neil did the cover. I colored it and yeah. Neil, Neil penciled and inked it. Um, Neil did Adventures of Superman. He worked on The oh, Mask wow. for a while. Um, his his book, Flesh and Blood, which is kind of a horror book, is, is, is a lot of fun. It's a good mm -hmm. book. Um, so we're real excited to have him on board with us. For this yeah, one. no kidding. I would be too. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, you guys also have written a children's book too, right? <laughs> not, not everything is... Uh... Such, I can uh, I can send that. I don't know if I sent that to you guys or not. I can send it to you though. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think you did. I don't, know I don't think, think so. I did either. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Well, I mean, that's not why I brought it up. I'm all like, hey guys, send me more free shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. It's, it's fine. I'll send it to you. <laughs> um, I just uh, saw it on a video on YouTube. You guys at a con maybe last year. I'm not sure what it was. But uh, you guys still do that? Was that a one-time thing? It's a one-time thing. We, we did it kind of as a joke, actually. Um, and and it, it sort of, you know, it turned out good because our books are so incredibly violent and profane <laughs> that uh, when, when people come up to look at the books, you know, and they come up with a kid, they're like, you know, we're always like, oh, little Johnny, don't look at those. It'll scar you for life. Um, so we kind of wanted a book that the kids could look at, that they could flip through while their parents are looking at it. And, and honestly, we, we really did it kind of as an April Fool's, Fool's joke on the Facebook thing. We said, oh, we're going to do like a kid's book about a talking jellyfish. And, and people just really love the idea. And we're like, oh, okay. So it's not a full-size book. It's kind of like an Ashcan mini. It's like 12 pages, but it's it's cute. It's got short stories in it. It's got activities some book. It's activities got book. For word kids. fine and maze. Yeah. It is it is right. a coloring comic and activity book. There it's done know. on copy paper so you can actually color it. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I mean it's totally a little Ashcan. We charge a dollar for it at conventions. It, it's. But, you know, whenever anybody's doing a charity event for kids, we always give them a handful. We're like, here, have. Yeah. There you um, go. They're not, they're not something, it's not something we published because we thought we were going to sell it. It's something we published right. because so many people of our age, yeah. so yeah. many people who are into our books, people who... Yeah, like six, seven years old. Yeah. Right, they have kids, man. And they, they want to stand there and they want to talk to us and they want to check out the book. But little Johnny's getting antsy. And all that red food drink that he just sucked down right before <laughs> that's starting to get to him. So, in order to keep little Johnny happy, we made a kid's book. Yeah. And, you know, we actually sold a good number of them, actually. I mean, considering yeah. it was done kind of on a joke. I mean, people like the do mate strip. They like Jelly Man, you know. It's, yeah. you know. And people our age like it, too. They're like, yeah. oh, this is so cute. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, okay. Right. So, it's not just for little Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. It's for children, young and old. Yeah, hey, that's right. There you go. Thank young you. Hard. That's cool. Have you ever had any parents like have their children pick up your book at a con, see some of the stuff inside, and like, why I never? Uh, <laughs> we do a really good job at stopping kids from picking up our books. Um, if it looks like they're even close to the books, we we tell the parents we're like, no, no, they probably don't want to look at that yeah. or, you know and, and, and parents usually thank us they're yeah. like, oh, oh thank you for letting me know you they're, know? they're yeah. cool about it we haven't been slapped yet by anybody's no, parents no. I, I, gotta be, I gotta be honest more often than not um, they just don't care they just don't care yeah, yeah. which is they're, fine with us the, the odd thing to me and this is always odd to me and this is a cultural thing for the US we were just talking about this the other day yeah, yeah, yeah. we really were our books are full of profanity and violence right but there's no overt images of sex 
sure. Vampire porn. Except for the vampire porn, but even that, every, oh, it's, yeah. a gag. <laughs> it's, it's a gag and everything's covered and you know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's not, it's, it's not overly sexy. It's, it's, it's silly. Funny. It's a joke, yeah. you know? It's, it's a very yeah. Benny Hill panel, to be honest. You know what I mean? It's like, we're just barely getting away with it. Softcore like, like, goofy. Right. N- naked gun. Yeah. Right, naked gun. That that kind of stuff. But oftentimes, you know, we'll, we'll tell them that, and they're like, ah, oh, the kid plays Call of Duty all the time. He's seen all that shit. Gears just of war. give it to him. And I'm just like, how is it that we're all okay with... The language is whatever. But how are we all okay with blowing people's heads off, but God forbid right. show a boob? Yeah. 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 It's the age of Grand Theft Auto. It's desensitized everyone, you know? Mm. That and, like you said, Call of Duty. Our generation growing up couldn't imagine our parents saying, yeah, go ahead and read this. I, it's unfathomable. Um, my, my, nowadays, it's the norm. My, my parents, actually, this is funny. We always have this conversation. Their, their parents didn't let them kind of get into anything. My parents were like, whatever, it's art. You can have it. Really? I was, I was reading heavy metal at age six. Oh, wow. wow. Because I loved it. And my parents were like, sure, to watch sure, that. Fine. This is why you are the way you are. Yeah. This is why you look more now. This is why you look like Alan Moore. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, Excuse uh, me. No, I, you know, my mother loved horror movies. Horror movies and punk rock when I was growing up. You know what I mean? Like, this is what my house was like. So. We were oldies in country. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Good luck, gentlemen. That's okay. We got a little older and expanded. You know, it's all right. But it obviously inspired you for the positive. You're now uh, growing up doing it uh, as like one of your jobs, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is this is my job. But pretty cool side side job, job that don't pay. <laughs> side job yeah. that pays me nothing. That's this podcast for yeah. us. It's a blast, but we don't see a dime. <laughs> we feel your pain, gentlemen. Yes, we do. <laughs> we are connected in this way. <laughs> yes, yes. Yay! Hug. <laughs> Radio hug. I want to backtrack just a little bit because there's a question I wanted to ask you earlier that I forgot to ask. And maybe the answer to this question is right in front of my face and I don't see it. Mm. What does PBL stand for? PLB. 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 Shit. Let me start. PBL don't stand for nothing. (laughs) What does PLB um, stand for? Dude, we've heard it all. We've heard PBR. We've heard. uh... I like PBR. PBJ. Um, I, you know, being as how this is going to be broadcast uh, yeah. to like everyone in the nation, we can't reveal this. Okay. Um, the official company, the official company motto is that whatever you come up with is guaranteed to be better than what it actually stands for. Okay. So um, with that, we usually pitch that, and then yep. we're, we then we ask people, "What do you think it stands for?" And then we start getting a lot of really dirty stuff, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Um, Pirates love booty. Pretty little boys. Yeah. Oh. It, it doesn't stand for either one of those. Just to no. clarify, um, uh, I, I'll email you guys the uh, the real deal. But yeah, it's, we're trying to keep the mystery here. It's nothing cool, I guarantee you. It's nothing cool, not even remotely it's, cool. I came up with it when I was seven and a stupid kid, so it's really not cool <laughs> at all. Um, but you know what? It keeps people asking us that all the time at cons. So I guess it serves yeah. us. Yeah, keeping the mystery going. Yeah. It was like. Uh... Alanis Morissette, well, like, there was a song on one of her first albums that uh, everyone wanted to know, what's it written about? And for years, she wouldn't tell anyone, and record sales were fucking phenomenal, mm-hmm. you know? And people yeah. are still asking up to this day. 
Wasn't it about that full house dude that she was uh, with at the time or something? Yeah, Dave Coulier. Yeah, she, she should have kept that a secret, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's probably a really nice guy. I shouldn't say that. I think he probably is, but he, I, he probably just saw some, oh, a little bit more popularity coming my way. Cut it out. Actually, not for nothing, he was a pretty good second Peter Vengman on the Ghostbusters cartoon, though. I got to say, after uh, the uh, Garfield guy who was doing it like the first two seasons, because um, yes, I recently right, watched the entire animated series of ghostbusters and it takes a while to get used to it but uh dave coulier's voice is pretty good as peter um when he takes over i had no idea no freaking idea now I you remember know. It being garfield then now that he mentioned it yeah I remember well i remember that there. like garfield sounding voice yeah. for peter bankman but i don't what remember was... the transfer that like the new voice but that lorenzo makes sense. Music, right i think was that I, I think the original guy's name was lorenzo music i think he played That's garfield it. Yep. And peter yep yeah yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. This just proves things come around full it's, circle. It's with all Ghostbusters. Ghost we just came back to Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> used to come back to Star Wars. Now we got Ghostbusters in the end. Yeah, buddy. Well, so yeah. you guys have a lot of con dates coming up too, don't you? We we do. We have quite a yeah, few. Yeah, a uh, lot coming up. I, um, we actually just went through a bunch. We've um, got DoverCon on the 16th. We've got... Uh, 16th of what? 16th of August this oh, month. Okay, that's good. We got a couple. It's not this month. Oh, it's not this it's month? It's still July. <laughs> oh, August. Okay, so. it's still July. Sorry, it's been a busy <laughs> summer. Yeah, we have a lot coming up. Um, There's a ton. Um, I'm, br- I'm bringing them up now because we can't even remember them off the top of our heads. There's a whole bunch, and uh, and, and I would like to. There's there's a con that, that we won't actually be at, but um, uh, it's October 4th. It's Superhero Weekend in New Jersey. It goes to benefit good causes. I'm doing an original piece. We're sending it up there for that. Uh, there's a lot of artwork that's going to be auctioned off for that. So that's, I think it's October 4th weekend in I, New I Jersey. Um, that's, that's I forget the exact name of it. I think it's Super Hero Weekend. It's put on by uh, a comic store up there. But, yeah, we're doing a whole ton of stuff. We got uh, The next thing we've got coming up is, is actually August 16th. Now, we do some local arts events around here, um, and I'll get to those at the end. But Okay. Um, Dover Comic Con in Dover, Delaware, this is their first year doing it. Um it's going to be August 16th. Uh, you can actually find out more about it from doverpubliclibrary.org. Believe it or not, the the library was really interested in putting something together. They have a lot of kind of nerdy programs for the kids there. Uh, they've got a younger staff, and they're really up on graphic novels as teaching tools and graphic novels for literacy and, and all this other stuff. And we're, we're very up on that, too. Um, it's something we try to promote in, the, in, our, in our community uh, a lot. So that's going to be cool and fun, and I think it's going to be very well attended. 501st is going to show up. Um, Sweet. It's, uh, there's a couple of other artists showing up. I can't think of their names off the top of my head. Mm. But, I mean, it'll be smaller because it's in a library, but it's a very nice facility, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it's going to be really relaxed, and we're just going to be able to have a good time at that show. So I'm looking, Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Baltimore Comic Con, which, you know, needs no introduction. Mm. Uh this show is our favorite big show because it is an actual comic book convention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Those of you who have ever been to a Wizard Con will understand what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's comic books. It's, it's, the focus is art. The focus is writing. The focus is not 
you know, whatever extra from The Walking Dead and a bunch of wrestlers. <laughs> wrestlers. I never understood yeah. wrestlers. I don't either. Well, I'm a lot starting of... to wonder about that, too, lately. There's going to be a big draw at this year's yeah. uh, Columbus Wizard World, too. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't give a shit about seeing wrestlers. But I, I don't either. But there's, there's a lot of genre crossover there. I guess, I guess fans kind of like both things, you know, which is fine. But I go to comic book conventions for, like, you know, comic books. Yeah, um, right. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's cool that Baltimore has really kind of held the line and yeah. said, you know, we're not going to become this media convention. We're not going to become this mixed genre convention. We're going to be a freaking comic book convention because that's what we're called. Yeah, right. Um, so we love them to death, and uh, we we actually have kind of two tables this year. We're we're, we're bringing, yeah, we're bringing bringing the presents this year. So we're excited for that. Baltimore's uh, September fifth through seventh, and just baltimorecomiccon.com. dot com. Okay, sweet. Um, we're going to be doing uh, a fir- another first-time con called United Fanboys Comic Con. Now, that's going to be in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Um, that is Saturday, October 18th. That's another small show. Um, I don't know if you knew this about us. Uh, we really like small shows a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot. Uh, you know, when you, you go to... You get the more dedicated fans in those well, settings. You do, and, and it's really easier on us. I mean, yeah, you, you go to a big show, and you drop a lot of money yeah, to be right. there. A lot. So, Which is fine. I mean, I understand why. But all weekend, in the back of your mind, there's a little flashing light going, you need to make that $1,500 back. Sure. Um, so small shows are great because it's not as much pressure to sell everything we got on the table today you know right, what I mean right. we, yeah. we can have fun we can relax we can talk to people it's not just sell 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 you know which yeah. bigger shows tend to be and it's not that's not a dig against any show that is just kind of the nature of it's it just, yeah um, exactly. we, we like them too but the small shows are a lot of fun yeah okay we don't make as much at the table um, but we always at least break even yeah. and we always have a great time and we always meet some people who end up staying with us you know, oh, really? about, however long. You yeah, know, and we love that. We love that about small shows. So United Fanboys Comic Con, um, and that is going to be Friday, November seventh. And you can find out more about that at uh, look them up on Facebook because I have the wrong address here. So <laughs> that's good. <clears throat> we'll, Sorry, we'll find the links and have it on our web page too, so people can link over. Oh, cool. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. that one I actually have the wrong link on the website. So go me. We were bragging about how organized you were, and look at you. You're fired. I'm fired. Damn it. Find somebody that's going to work for less than you. However, however, will I not get a paycheck? Wait a minute. You're going to cut in in half. You're going to cut my pay in half. Half a zero, zero. And then uh, actually. Steal his money. There you go. Uh, so, so United. Oh God! United Fanboys is actually Saturday, October 18th, Underground Comic Con in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, this is actually run by some good friends of ours, uh, Jabbar Brown and Eric Cooper uh, of Underground Comics and Nightseeker, respectively, uh, put this show together. And it's a really cool show. There's a, a neat kind of contemporary arts museum in downtown Wilmington where they mm-hmm. do this. Um, so they kind of open up the museum, and there's sections of it that are comic book and kind of nerd-related, and it's part of their monthly art stroll that the city does. And it's, it's a really fun con. There's like an after party, and we all kind of get drunk, and they get DJs in and all this other stuff. And it's that just... Fun. Strippers. No strippers. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, that's Underground Comic Con, and it's really indie-friendly and really indie-centric. And that's going to be Friday, November 7th, and just at undergroundcomiccon.com. 
Um, and then I don't have a date for it. I don't know it offhand, but we'll be doing Collectors Con. It's um, like November. Uh, hang on. I want to say it's November 9th. I'll get the date, but I'll talk about it first. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's run by uh, Collector's Corner, which is a fantastic shop in, Del- in uh, Baltimore. Delaware. Baltimore, thank you. They have two locations, actually, and they have great stuff. For free comic book day, they had Jim Steranko there. Holy cow. Steranko. Right. Steranko. Uh, and we got, to, we got to be on their free comic book day, too, so we got to do an event with Steranko, which was That's like, awesome. wow. that is incredible. So there's our little claim to fame. You have some cred to add to the list? That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> exactly. Um, but they, they do it up, man. They have thousands of people show up to that event. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane because they give away... They give away like 50 comic books to every customer. And movie tickets Jesus for whatever's Jesus. coming out that, that weekend. Like, they literally have people, like, camped out, like, the night before on the street in, like, tents and stuff. Wait, I mean, it's... In Baltimore. In Baltimore. <laughs> but That's crazy. It's awesome. I mean, the, the, the line to get into the store during the day is, like, a mile and a half long. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. But they throw a convention as well, and it's called Collectors Con MD, so Collectors Con Maryland. Um, that's going to be November 9th. Yeah, I was right. Um, you were right. That's good. Um, not sure where they're going to have it. I think they're switching locations, but it's in the Baltimore area. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And they always get some top-notch guests there, too. Mm. Um, like PLB Comics. I hear those guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I hear those guys are dicks. Yeah. <laughs> they, had, uh, they had McKenna at the last one. Yeah, they had yeah, Mark they McKenna had Stryka, at the last yeah. one. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we love these small cons. We actually, up until this year... Uh, we're involved in a small con down here. We we and another group threw a con down in our area, um, and we just we got to the point where it grew to a, such an extent, and and we're kind of in the middle of the no, nowhere. I got to tell you, um, and we had a little under seven hundred this year in attendance. Yeah. Holy cow! Which yeah. is awesome considering we really are in the middle, middle of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. To sure. put it in perspective, have you guys seen that movie uh, with Julie Roberts, The Runaway Bride? Uh, I think I've seen maybe that. a long time ago. I don't remember I much it, about though. it. Okay, that was shot in this area, so it's it's really kind of um, oh cool rural. It's, yeah, we're in the boonies. I mean, we love it. You know, don't get us wrong, but that to give you a perspective on where we are, there's really nothing around. Um, yeah, yeah, we're in the exact same boat. Uh, my yeah. hometown. Are you guys anyway? We are just northwest of Columbus in Marysville, which isn't too out in the boonies, but like where I'm originally from, West Liberty, which is like another half hour northwest from Marysville, literally has like three stoplights, a gas station, wow. a post office, and that's it. You had to drive, you know, 10 to 15 miles in any direction to get to anything remotely entertaining to do. <laughs> that sounds about right, yeah. So we feel your pain. Yes. <laughs> hey, I was born here, so I'm used to it, you know. <coughs> I, I was. I, I'm an import. I, I am a city boy, actually. It turns out that. However, I like it here. It's quiet. I'm the worst element on my block, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it has its ups and downs. I mean, coming from the countryside, like, I sometimes miss being. Well, having so much privacy, I mean... Yeah, that's the best part about it, is not having anyone around you. Yeah, your closest neighbor, you can't even see their house. Like, mm-hmm. That's awesome, but uh, I don't know, there's benefits to being close to the city. All well, the events you're close to. We're, Sorry, go ahead. We're, we're a geographical anomaly. We are we are three hours away from everything. Um, <laughs> that is true. So, oh, three like, hours. 
Well, two to three. So we're like two to three hours away from Baltimore, two to three hours away from Philly. DC. Uh, two to three hours away from Annapolis, DC. Uh, you know, even as far out as well, Wilmington, Richmond. Yeah, so like all those East Coast, mid Atlantic cities, we're all kind of equidistant from all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's not a bad position to be in, though. No, you can spread your reach out more. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's great because we can we can do that. Um, but it does suck that any event we do generally is three hours away from us. Yeah. Right. You know. So even like in stores, like we'll go and do in stores in places, and that's. I mean, at the very best we can hope for is an hour and a half. Excuse me. Well, no. um, keeping it classy. Uh, <laughs> it's it, an hour and a half away each way. Like, that's the closest thing we're going to find. Outside of our local store, who we love very much, Phoenix Rising Games and Comics. Um, there, are, there are local guys. But, yeah, uh, gotcha. but for big events, I mean, you know, it's, it's always going to be in the car. Yeah. Sure. Which is fine. I mean, that's, that's the way it is, you know. Um, yeah. Although it is funny because we'll run into people and, uh, and 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 I think when you live in the city, you, you take it for granted that everything's there. And it's like, we're like, man, we got up at like, I don't know, three o'clock in the morning to get here at like, you know, whatever, eight o'clock. And it's like, we're, we are just dragging. So, yeah. And they're like, oh, we had to drive like half an hour. And I'm like, yeah, oh. you shut up. Right. And we're oh, all like, poor little terrible. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. When shark well, comes in handy. well, guys, it's been awesome having you on the show, and I really hope that our paths cross sometime, like at a con or something, because I'd love to hang out with you Heck guys. Yeah. You seem like oh, a lot of fun. Cool. And, we're sorry, we're go ahead. terrible. We're actually not fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. You sound like you guys are a lot of fun. Thank you, sir. Jack, what we got on the website? Oh, the show recaps, photos, videos, trailers, the Candare store, where we sell comics, <laughs> movies, and video games. All kinds of fun shit on there to look at. Uh, also, find us on Stitcher and on iTunes. If you're on iTunes, leave us some comments, people. And we will have a PLB link to our website, so you'll be able to go to our website, hit the link, go right over, do some shopping, check those guys out, see the cons they're going to be at. Uh, again, it's been awesome having you guys on. Oh, thank you so much thank for you. having us. Thank you much, much. Right. I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm James Dufendoff. I'm Josh Shockley. And I'm Matt Shockley. And we'll see you all next week. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.